0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference.
1: Well, hi there, and welcome back to Beyond the Building. My name is Laura Pereno. I am with Debbie Kiever today. And Debbie, it has been an amazing, amazing summer.
0: Yes, it has, Laura. It's, I can't believe it's done
1: already. I know. It's our final week of podcasting in the summer season, you know, June, July, and August. And it has been amazing how God has continued to supply topics and continue to supply content and individuals to be part of this podcast series. Um, I'm so excited for what he has done all through the summer, but specifically as we look back at this month, You know, we're at the end of August now, and our series has been called Back to the Beginning. And we have had really, uh, it's been such a joy to look at individuals in the Word of God who have been called back to the beginning of something, whether it's their call or back to the Word. Uh, We had a wonderful conversation with our friend Darlene Simmons, who shared, uh, you know, that she has this desire to choose life and how it has brought her back to the beginning of her healthy eating habits and juicing. And I was so encouraged by that. In fact, today I'm meeting with Darlene Deb to purchase a large amount of juice (laughs) (laughs) that I can freeze and take back to Tennessee with me. So it's been a great summer. And uh, as we wrap up this season on Beyond or back to the beginning, uh, we're really going to uh, focus on ourselves. You know, Not that every single podcast or episode doesn't, we don't have something we can take out for ourselves, but today we're going to look at our, our own hearts, our own selves. You know, Laura, last week we
0: we focused on God's design for intimacy as seen in Genesis 1, 25 to 31, and we talked about what was the original way he created the Garden of Eden and the relationship with Adam and Eve with mankind and what intimacy and that close connection with him what's on his heart what was his um, desire for that relationship and we're actually going to revisit Laura that same passage in Genesis 1 but with a little bit different lens a little different different emphasis today specifically looking at what was God's original plan for our significance and for our purpose and and i do want to give a shout out i read a book years and years ago by robert mcgee called the search for significance book this is one of those um, i've taught a bible study three times same Mm -hmm. content three times i've used it in one-on-one mentoring i cannot overemphasize the significance of this <laughs> book called The Search for Significance. And maybe it, maybe it resonated extra with me because if you remember my testimony of, of just really falling apart at age 22, mm. not really knowing who I was anymore, uh, this was one of the tools that God used to redirect where I found my value, truly where I found my significance.
1: So much of this goes back to previous episodes that we talked about, Deb, even just as, as kind of the beginning of this episode today, because we always go back to the fact that the Word is our standard, right? And so even as you're talking about significance and, and going back to Genesis, like the Word is the standard for life and in may if you remember we talked about our identity and we Mm -hmm. the word is our standard for that right only the creator has the right to define and purpose what he has created and so we look at the word and we find out our true identity and the further that we stray from god's standard the further that we stray from god's standard of right and wrong and our identity and god's definition of things like success or importance the greater the dysfunction we are going to find ourselves living in and believing
0: oh my goodness you take God out of the picture if you just pull him out as if you you can actually do that if if right. you say he's not there he's not relevant he's not really part of my life that is the source of that greater confusion people that are, are walking around feeling hopeless so they're yep. struggling to find out well why do I breathe you know why yep. am I here What's my place? Everybody else seems to know what they're supposed to be doing and I'm stuck and mm-hmm. you can go through an entire life, not knowing why you exist when you take God out of the picture. So mm-hmm. going back to the beginning, back to the garden of Eden, that's before sin entered, entered the garden of Eden and that whole circumstance, Adam and Eve and God and, and creation, that was his heart for mankind. That was a absolutely perfect relationship and, 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 and place to live. I mean, we talked last week about intimacy, um, kind of a little catchphrase. You hear people say into me, you see, mm. there's no reservations. There's no need to hide. There's no shame. And, and that was God's heart, you know, back at, in the garden intimacy. So today should be exciting as we take it a little step further and look at what is my significance? Why, why did he create me?
1: Mm. As we looked at Genesis one, 25 to 31, we're going to refer to this, uh, throughout the episode here today. And we're not going to read through the whole passage. You know, we would encourage you check it out, you know, open up the word of God, check out a couple different uh, versions or translations and see what the word says in Genesis one, but you know, 25 to 31, really, uh, 26 is a verse that many of us know or have memorized, but in God's original design, we have significance. Verse 26 of Genesis one says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. So God is establishing our significance through making us in his image, in his likeness, I love the fact that it says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, you know, Deb, uh, God is one God, right? Three persons. One God, it is the Trinity. He is the Trinity. And so we're referring to the fact that God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit has made us in his image and we are to bear God's image in some aspect. We can all look at ourselves and we should see some aspect of the image of God. It's pretty amazing when he says we're made in his image. That that means there's something about us that would resemble him.
0: I've had a lot of people say, oh, you just look like your mom or you look like your dad. I'm kind of like, which is it? You know, (laughs) but I will tell you, I have my dad's nose, you know, Mm. and and there's parts of shapes of my face. That's my mom's. Mm. But there's personalities, you know, there's tendencies that I'm a real mix. I mean, I am a mix anyway of my parents, but I'm a real combination and people see my parents in the way that I live and the way that I look. But that's kind of fun to look around at people around you and say, I see this aspect of the Heavenly Father when I look at you. And I've, I have uh, two sons who are very creative. They're very artistic. They're very musical. Um, they're also very structured.
1: Mm. And I
0: look at that that combination, I'm like, God, when I look at creation... You were, inc- you are incredibly structured mm. the way God has designed nature, right? His creation. But how creative, something mm. beautiful like the flowers, something crazy looking like a platypus. I mean, mm. it's like God is extremely creative in the way he's made his creation.
1: Mm. I just, that makes me... Uh... Just remember on Sunday, I, I actually took a selfie of myself. And just to be honest with you, to I thought I had put a few too many curls in my hair. And so <laughs> I just wanted to see if that was the truth. So I took a picture of myself. And when I looked at it, my dad was looking back at me. Uh-huh. And I just, I stared at it for a while. I thought, oh yeah. my goodness, I, I bear his image yes, in such do. a yeah. huge way. Yeah. And so, but when I look at my daughter, you know, Emily, she uh, has... Tremendous, tremendous heart of compassion. And and I remember as far back as uh, in high school when she would constantly want to reach out to people who were struggling, constantly want to go the extra mile to be there for people in the middle of the night when other people, you know, were all asleep. She would want to be there to help her friends through crisis situations. She's just a very, very compassionate person. And isn't that really the heart of the father Absolutely. to, you know, reach out to those who are going through struggles to, you know, to the least of these, whatever we might call that. And, you know, God also, and, and even just sit, us sitting here laughing about whether I have too many curls or not, <laughs> you know, God is the source of all joy. And how many times do we encounter somebody who just has that gift? All right, Eunice. She just has that gift of joy. Yeah, funny bone joy. She just um, is so encouraging. So if, if she were listening today or if we were talking to her, I would definitely say that is the character of God that I see in Eunice.
0: Yeah, I look at my husband and he and I are wired very differently. He is incredibly left brain, very logical, very spatially aware and so when it comes to packing for vacation i <laughs> i pack everything mm. and i leave it because mm. it becomes the tetris match you know of trying to get everything to fit in the car and so there's yes. that we have learned by experience that it's better if i just step out of the way yes and, and yet god knows how to do that god is very spatially aware and then yes. all the planets are you know hitting each other and yes it's just that aspect of god that i see in my husband I've met folks, though, who are uh, incredibly forgiving, mm. right? That's just, I'm like, how do they do that so readily? Mm. Well, I look at the heart of God. thats mm. I see that in them.
1: Yeah, that's true. Debbie, I think I just wrote you a text the other day saying, I think we're living the same life. Didn't I, I write that to you? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Our husbands are so similar. And really, when you were just saying that, in my husband I see so many of the things that you're talking about but I also see actually both your husband and my husband as uh, people who are bold confident leaders yes and and don't the in in your husband's business God gave him that character trait of himself right designed him in that image because he needs that in that place and then my husband's a pilot like don't you want the captain of your plane to be <laughs> a bold confident knowledgeable leader yes. you know yes. And that is that's what we see in God. You know, we can trust him. He knows where he's taking us, you know, and that boldness and leading in love. That's the image of God that our husbands bear, too.
0: I mean, I don't want my pilot going. Do I slow down? Exactly.
1: Do I I speed up, do I go left (laughs) or right? I cannot make my mind. I don't want that pilot. Or how's everybody feeling in the back? Like, (laughs) what do you guys think we should do, right? We'll take, our husband, they're both, take a vote we'll take a vote <laughs> they're both compassionate people but they they their image of god that they bear is really that decisive decision making and bold and confident as they um as they lead it's interesting because sometimes um sometimes i'm not the things that i see in dan and uh, the things that I see in Dan, right, sometimes those things, uh, because I don't understand or I don't flow in the same way, sometimes it's easy for us to see uh, character traits in other people that kind of can drive us nuts, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's part of relationships. And yet, I think it's so important to remember that the places that we don't necessarily understand or we might not flow in, um, you know, We are made in his image. So even the things about uh, other people that we might say drive us nuts sometimes, we need to really look at those things and and, uh, be grateful for those things and respect the fact that we don't have it. That's right. So praise God, someone else does.
0: That's right. So part of that original design and our significance is coming from being created in his image. But the next part in that portion of scripture was that we are created um, for a purpose, a specific purpose. If you look in verse 28, and I think, honestly, this is one of most men's favorite verses, but, you know, be fruitful and increase in number. They're like, okay, <laughs> this is why this is why we're here. Um, but, but Adam and Eve had a job. They had a job to have kids and to have many of them. You know, multiply. That's
1: mm. That
0: was part of, like, you want purpose. You need purpose when you wake up in your day. And yes. God gave them two assignments. That was the first one.
1: Yeah. And the second one was to fill the earth and subdue rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. That is, uh, quite a task, right? It is. (laughs) That is a big, big job, like to oversee and manage creation. God has just created this whole world and all of these, you know, the birds and the earth and the, and the sky. Sometimes it's Hard to oversee and manage your household. <laughs>
0: I can't get my dogs to listen. <laughs> exactly.
1: And God gave uh, Adam and Eve, and he, he gave them a job that they knew they could handle, right? Because he, he equips us for what we need to do. And so he gave them a big job. But we're all significant because he's created each of us for a specific purpose. And just as uh, important as it was for Adam and Eve to fill the earth, subdue it, and have rule and dominion, Uh, it's just as important, equally as important for us to take our specific purpose that he's given us to do and do it well.
0: That's such a, that's an important concept. You know, I worked a lot of years in, um, hospital as a physical therapist, but particularly my, my sweet spot was with geriatrics. Mm. And as folks, um, switched from working full time to retirement, those who understood that they still had a call in their lives, they still had purpose, lived longer.
1: Mm.
0: You know, when you mm. when you have trouble making that switch um, from something that was your task, something that you really defined you, and then you were in a new season, and you you had to look for what was what's my next job. I mean, you mm-hmm. go through the same thing when your kids move out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, if your, your whole world revolves around the job of raising kids and you successfully have done that and launched them, what's next? Yeah. You know, we are, we are created. We're hardwired to, to have purpose. And, and you don't, my, my dad says the day that he stops having a ministry is the day he wakes up in heaven. Oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. uh, as your body begins to slow down your spirit is getting closer yep. and closer to heaven. And, and so as long as you have breath, you have a purpose. Yep, that's right. You know, I've told people in hospital beds or nursing home beds where their bodies are no longer functioning like they want to. I'm like, but your mind is, mm. your spirit is. And you have plenty of people you could be praying for. Yep. Start praying for me. Yep. And, and it yep. was interesting to watch those who believe that concept started to switch gears and mm. they prayed more and they began to see God move even right there in their environment. Perhaps their legs weren't working anymore, but their spirit was getting mm. stronger. So yes. he has given us that job, but he's also he's crafted us as we talked a lot about in identity. God has crafted us specifically for that job. Yep. Um, my husband is wired with those you know skills that you described that makes a good CEO yes of a company i would not be (laughs) a good ceo of a company i'm wired differently i have a different call on my life so it's important to embrace the way he's made you step into your calling now i love i love how god is the one who puts the stamp of your value on there and he he stamps the best um valued on on mankind let's look in 25 verse 25 of chapter 1 God looks at all of his creation, everything minus mankind, and he declares that he's made everything, man, this is really, really good.
1: Yeah, and then in verse 31, after making Adam and Eve, everything else was was good, but he stood back and declared after making Adam and Eve that they were very good. Like, we are his extra special creation and the beautiful thing about that is we're not saying that about ourselves right this is not our opinion about ourselves this is god's opinion about us that we are and were created very good so really when we think about this or consider this sometimes uh we allow other people in our lives or other people's uh opinions to define our worth We listen to what other people say about us, and if they don't think that we are very good, then we're gonna say, well, we're really not very good. So we have to make the choice to remember that God is the one who calls us very good. We are his creation. He gets to define our worth. And so when God, the creator, says you are very good, it does not matter what the rest of the world around you defines you as. You are very good. Like when God looked at creation, it's kind of like we're the cherry on the top, right? We are the, the secret sauce. Deb, you say that all the time. We I are know. the secret sauce <laughs> yep. of God's creation. You know, yeah. we, God has deemed us and called us very good.
0: And it wasn't based on their performance. I mean, he declared that before Adam and Eve did anything. Yep. Right? So our value that's defined by the father has nothing to do with what we can do for him, what we can do for other people. It's he's made us. And he says, I'm looking at my creation, you, your value, your significance is because I've made you, not because of my works, my performance, uh, how popular I am or or how good or poor I am at making choices.
1: Yep, in God's original design, Deb, and this is one of those, uh, you know, God obviously knew what he was doing. This is one of those blessings. Like in God's original design, we are safe and secure. And those are two things that we are looking for all the time. We, we long to be safe. We long to be secure. And if we look through the word as we go into a couple of different places in the Bible, just uh, check out these passages if you have your Bible open or write them down and, and read them later. But in Genesis 129 God provided for all of their physical needs you know in Genesis 129 he provided food and shelter so uh, in God's original design in Genesis 1 we are safe and secure because he provides for our physical needs and we can believe and, and trust in the fact that he continues to do that today now he doesn't just care and have concern about our physical needs we know that he's made us in his image right body soul and spirit and so in Genesis 225. He takes it like the next step up. In God's original design, we are safe and secure emotionally. If you, if you look at this passage, it says that Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right, they were both naked, but they felt no shame. There was... There was no emotional, uh, baggage there. There was no emotional harm there and in God's original design. When we go back to the garden, emotionally, we were safe, emotionally. We were secure. We knew who we were in him. We knew who we were created to be. And so we were able to live that out with healthy emotions. And that is a struggle these days to, to be emotionally healthy in so many places. And then if we take it to the uh, New Testament, which of course we'd love to do that too. Philippians 4.19, Paul says, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he it's a promise that all of our needs are met in God. I'm just so grateful that in God's original design, when we take it back to the beginning, we really are safe and secure in every uh, form and fashion of that phrase. So we
0: looked at the, our significance and our, is coming from being created in his image and being created with a purpose and god's original design was that we were safe and secure and there's one more huge need that he has hardwired into us and he met it there in the garden in his heart he met it was that we would know that we belong in genesis two eighteen, the lord says it's not good for the man to be alone i will make a helper suitable for him now, if you remember last week, we talked about God's original design is that there would be intimacy with him and intimacy with each other. And we, talk about, we talked about what are some of the things that have chinked away and then caused that intimacy to be clouded or, you know, really wrong idea of what that relationship looks like anyway. But for each of us, we have this desire to know and to feel like we belong. Knowing that you belong and feeling that you belong, I think, are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you may say that. Oh, you'll fit in. You can come mm-hmm. to this party. You'll... P- There'll be people that are your friends there. And have you ever walked in, Laura, to a, a room full of people and nobody really gave you the warm fuzzies? I spoke at a, a place one time where... You know, it's it's a small town, and people in small towns can tend to be kind of closed to to outsiders. And I experienced that. And so I remember coming in and feeling like, oh, nobody likes me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm speaking, Mm -hmm. you know. And I had to really, I went to the bathroom and kind of had to do a reset Mm -hmm. on why am I here, who called me here, Mm -hmm. and that regardless of if anybody likes me or not, um, he likes me. Amen. You know, and I belong to him. Now, you know, as as it worked out, a lot of times people are kind of closed towards us because they're uncomfortable.
1: Mm -mm. Right? It
0: has nothing to do with whether they like you or not, and they don't realize how they're projecting themselves. And it's a lot of other people's insecurities that are causing them to kind of hold you at arm's length. And for me, I had to really work through that because the feeling was not... um, wow, we're so glad you're here. Yes. You know, they really ended up being a delightful group mm-hmm, of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once um, I got past the lack of warm fuzzies mm-hmm. and just embraced the fact that no matter where I'm standing, whether I have a crowd of people around me that like me or the cold shoulder, God, I belong to you and Amen. you've accepted me right where I am. And I got past that and he, he opened up I think some of his heart, understanding that where were those folks coming from? And as I just love them right where they were, boy, it's like God warmed up their hearts and actually was able to speak there again. And it was a whole different story the next time. So God God has to keep our feet planted on what's true, that we do have a place to belong. That's part of his original design.
1: Amen. I love that. I love your story. I think so many of us have experienced the same thing. And uh, as you share, you ask the question, have I ever had that moment where I didn't feel like I belonged? You know, for the past year and a half, I've been living in a a brand new uh, town, right? Brand new city. And I went into this place really knowing very few people. And so I know that so many of us, there's there's a lot of transition going on right now, Deb, in in life. So many people have moved to new states, to new locations. So maybe some of our listeners can kind of Uh, feel what I'm feeling or what I felt. But when I I made this transition and I would walk into a room of people, uh, it was exactly what you're saying because I was not known, right? Nor did I know them, nor did I know the people in this, in the space. And so when you come into a place like that, be it a Bible study or anything like this, and you come into a space where you are not known, it is easy to feel like you don't belong. And when you feel like you don't belong, you want to turn around and go the other way. Now, uh, take that back four years instead of two. And I would walk into a room of Bible study, you know, at, at the well where I was known and I knew them. And what would happen when you walk into a room there, everybody knows your name. Everybody celebrates that you're there. It, we know that we belong. Why? Because we are known. In God's original design, he walked with his people. He, he knew them and they knew him, right? And so because they felt known, they felt like they belonged. They understood that they belong. God's original design is that he knows us 110%. He still does. Sometimes we get to that place where we don't know him as well. But isn't that just the case when you don't feel known? You don't feel like you belong. They knew they
0: were known, and so they knew they belonged. You could walk in a room where everybody knows you, and they really don't know you.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true, too. It right? can kind of too. go
0: both ways, where you're like, I've, I've been going to church with this person for how many years? Yes. But if I was asked, well, what did they do? Where did they grow up? What were a little bit about their background? And you're going, I have no idea. Yeah. So you can actually... Be very. You know, you can say I go to a church and people know who I am, but I still don't feel like yeah. people know me.
1: Well, and I think that goes back to that. Uh, in the garden, uh, they were naked and unashamed, right? It was, it was, it was all out there. <laughs> they, yeah. God knew who they Literally. were, <laughs> right? God knew who they were, like spirit, soul, and body. So they were fully known. And so, even being in a room of people that you know their names or you know them. We long to be fully known. And so when we long, when we know that we are fully known, then we feel like we're back at the beginning. It's pretty amazing, honestly. Isn't it just, I I know you feel this way too, Debbie, but like, God's word speaks to every single thing in our lives and how amazing that we can find everything that we need for significance right there in the first chapter of the Bible. You know, he didn't wait until Malachi to tell us who we were (laughs) (laughs) or even revelation. I mean, we get, we get continued understanding of who we are. He continues to build on it as the Messiah comes and Christ, you know, walks the earth. But right away from the get-go, he tells us, who he is and who we are. And we don't really have to go any further than that to get a whole lot of truth. So as we wrap up today, as we wrap up this month, really, uh, I'm so grateful for God's original design for every one of us, because like we've just shared today, you know, we have significance in God's original design. We are created in his image. We are created for a purpose. In God's original design, all of us, that means all of us, like if you are listening and you don't feel this way about you, this is about you. You are safe and secure. We are all safe and secure in God's original design. And if you don't feel this way, you do belong. In God's original design, there is a plan for you. There's a plan for me. There is a plan for all of us. He has a place for us to belong. And all of these deep, deep needs, like sometimes these are the things we only journal about Uh, All of these deep needs, he designed to be met in one way, and that is through a personal relationship with him. There is no other relationship except a personal relationship with him.
0: And if you've been listening to this podcast and you go, but you know what? My experience, I feel very confused. I feel very frustrated. I'm lost emotionally. I feel spent. Then I would ask you to look inside and say whose opinion of who you are matters the most to you. Mm. Are you basing it on an opinion of a person? Um, Maybe a person who has some influence in your life or sometimes our enemies opinions of us, Mm. you know, the the nasty stuff that they write about us or to us or speak to us, we tend to embrace and we believe it. We may not like it, but if we live according to what they've said, then we're actually believing it. We're putting Mm. credence Uh, and authority into what they're saying so if you're feeling like well i don't have all these warm fuzzies of significance and security and belonging then i think there's a shift that needs to take place putting it back into god's definition and no longer on anyone else
1: yep amen that's so true you know it's all about going back to the beginning debbie and and it really it's refreshing to go back to the beginning to go back to God's original design that he had put in place from the beginning for us. I'm so grateful that God's plans and purposes don't change, that they always are the same. And that's why we, we, it's a gift to have a beginning to go back to. It's not something that's no longer there that we can no longer hold on to as truth. It is the truth. It's God's word. And we can go back to the beginning and find out who we really are. We are uh, grateful that you have joined us on this journey this summer. And um, I feel like we're constantly saying we're excited about what God's doing next. And that yeah. is just because it's we, are, right? we are. We <laughs> are. Right. And as we uh, step into September, we're going to start a new series called Hold On. There are a lot of things in life uh, that we can hold on to. Uh, There are a lot of things in life that God tells us to hold on to, and we're going to look at some stories. We're going to have some guests who share some stories of how they held on in their challenges, um, what scriptures they held on to in their challenges. That might be something to think about um, as you are preparing your heart to step into September with us. You know, hold on. What is God asking you to hold on to And, and what scripture do you go back to? In our challenges, uh, God always gives us something to hold on to while we are holding on. So join us in September for Hold On. I am really excited about it. Um, it's already uh, bringing about some thoughts in, in my heart of the things that God has told me to hold on to. And I'm grateful that uh, He's holding on to us as well. So for Debbie Kiever and myself, we are just grateful. We truly are grateful for your support. Uh, Deb shared couple of weeks ago God is doing exciting things at beyond the building and we are the community is growing and we just want to thank you for being a part uh when we started this Deb we know this is kind of a back to the beginning thing right just to kind of close it out with this Debbie and I found ourselves talking on the phone about the word of God on a regular basis and just kind of said why don't we tape this and invite some people to join in on the conversation. So now here we are a year and a couple months later, and you have joined in on the conversation with us. So thanks for being a part of our conversations. Um, we just want to let you know we do pray for you, and we uh, pray God's blessing on you. Enjoy these last few moments of summer, and we will see you again in September. God bless you, and have a great I almost feel day. like
0: you should sing that song, See You in <laughs> September. <laughs> I'll let you take the lead. Oh, no, 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 no. you're the one. <laughs> You were
1: in his image with the voice. <laughs> All right. God bless you guys. Thanks for being a part. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.